The following recording is from the previous cycle. Today's daf is Bovakamo daf Kufhe, and we are at the two dots on daf Kuf Daladamid Bey. So we're in the middle of learning Gemara that was discussing the Mishnah on daf Kuf Gimelamid Pruto. If somebody steals for his fr- from his friend, the Nishbaloi, he swears that he didn't steal. The Hoida, he's Moida afterwards that he did steal. The Torah says, and then the Parsha Vayikra, it's the Parsha of Hashem Gezelois, that in addition to the ordinary mitzvah that every Goslin has, the Heshev Esakzelash Gazal, in addition to his obligation to return the Karen, the principle that he stole, he has to be Moisiv Chaymish, we penalize him, he has to add one fifth on top of the Karen that he stole. He also has to bring a Karben Asham. The Mishnah said that to the extent that one stole and swore falsely. So now he is included in this parasha of Hashem Gezeloiz. It's not enough for him to rest on his laurel, sit on his couch and say, Nigzal, you want the money? Come and get it. Now he's obligated to track the Nigzal down. And even if he has to go to the other side of the world, it doesn't matter. He has an obligation to chase down the Nigzal. The Gemara clearly was Nadaik, that an ordinary Gazan would not have to go to the We spoke out to Mechaz Chenech's Kasha, some raid yesterday, but either way, that was the halacha in the Mishnah. The Mishnah said that the only time this is true is if there's outstanding principle, meaning for the Karen, there's a halacha of Yelichenu Achrav, Vafilu Lamadai. But as it relates to the Chaymesh, the one-fifth, even though the Gazan has to give the Chaymesh to the Nigzal, but it doesn't have this chumro of Yoelichenu Achara of Afilu Lamadai. Stating that, the Mishnah said, what if the person would swear that he paid the Chaymesh, then be Moida that he didn't pay the Chaymesh? The halacha would be, you'd have to be Moisef Chaymesh on the Chaymesh, and the original Chaymesh would be now treated as Karen, so that the halacha would be regarding that Chaymesh, Yoelichenu Achara of Afilu Lamadai, Vechayza Chalila, and it continues. The Chaymesh becomes Karen to the extent that you're Kaifer on the existence of the Chaymesh. Either way, says the Gemara, Alma, I could take away one Maimer Hamuzgar from this Mishnah. That is Chumshem Amaynuhu, that a Chaymesh is Mamoin. As opposed to what? As opposed to Kapar. Apparently, the Amayuram were Mesopic. How to look at this Chaymesh? Do you look at this Chaymesh as a regular Chi of Mamon that the Gazlan has towards the Nigzal? And despite the fact the Gazlan never took this Chaymesh from the Nigzal, it's more like a Knas. But we look at it as a chiyuv mamon, or perhaps, says the Gemara, or the Amiram understood, we don't look at it as an ordinary chiyuv mamon, but rather we look at it as kapara, similar to the shayla that we had earlier in the Sechta, regarding kaifer, kufra kapara, kufra mamayna, chaymesh, chumsha, kapara, or chumsha mamayna. Is it something that the Gazlan has to do for his neshama to have a tikkun, the Torah says, give it to the nigzal. But it's not really a chiyav moment in the sense that the nigzal should have a tfiyas moment on the chaymesh. But no, maybe we look at it as a regular chiyav moment, despite the fact that he never took it from him, but it's treated as a regular chiyav moment. Says the Gemara from our Mishnah, we can prove that chumshom You know what the raya is? The raya is from the fact that there's even a discussion in the Mishnah whether Yoelichenu Acher of Afilu Lamadai regarding the Chaymesh. That's a raya that the Nigzal has a real schos tfiyas moment. Because if the Nigzal didn't have a real schos tfiyas moment and the whole purpose of paying the Chaymesh is just for the benefit of the Kapara of the Gazan, there would be no Havamin in the world that you would have to go to Madai. The Tzad to go to Madai is because the Nigzal has a tfiyah and says the Gemara Alma, you see from here, Chaymesh Mamaynuhu, Lamay Nafkimino, Vemayas Mesham Yarsh. Nafkimino is that if the Gazan dies, the Yarsh am I going to have to pay me. If it's all about kapara, then the 
person that dies, the goslin doesn't eat kapara anymore. We're going to see an interesting Lashon Arashi in a moment. See, he doesn't eat kapara. If he doesn't eat kapara, there's no purpose for the Yarshan to have to pay. But if it's a Chiyuv Momen, they're just like Yarshan have to pay liabilities that they inherit from their late father. This is a regular liability that they're going to have to pay. From another part of this same Mishnah. What if the goslin paid the Karen? He just didn't pay the Chaymish. Or he swore that he didn't pay the Chaymish. Or he swore that he did pay the Chaymish. Thank you. So the Allah is, the Chaymish is treated as Karen. And now he has to pay a Chaymish on the Chaymish. Almost as the Gemara. You see, you see that Chaymish is moment. Because if a Chaymish is not moment, then it shouldn't pass the Halach of Hashem Gezelois when you're Kaifer on the payment of the Chaymish. If it's moment, then it's like a regular Kfiris moment, where you have the Allah of Hasham Gizelis. But if it's not a regular Chiyuf moment, it's just merely something you need to do for Kapara, so you can fast for Kapara, you can pay him moment for Kapara, but there's no real Stchus Tfiris moment. there's no Nitva, there's no real Nigzal in the Tfiris moment sense, then even if you swore, it shouldn't be shayich to the halacha of Hashem Gezeus. I have another b'risa. If someone steals from his friend, he swears, umes, and he dies, the halacha is yarshim mishalim, karen v'chaymish. Yarshim pay, karen v'chaymish. Upturim in ha'asham. However, they don't pay the karen v'chaymish. Why do they pay the karen v'chaymish that they pay? Because that's a regular chiyamot. They don't pay the karen v'chaymish because that's already tolling kapara. Again, we'll see a lashon rashi in a moment. And for that already, the yarshim have no response says the Gemara, are the Yarshim really responsible to pay the Chaymish of their fathers? I'll ask you a kasha. Now the Gemara is quoting a Brisa, but the Gemara quotes the second half of the Brisa. Really, you need the whole context in order to understand what the Bryce is talking about. So Rashi helps us out a little bit. Rashi says, Reisha, Dibra Maskala Reisha The Reisha of this Brisa, which is in Teres Kayanim, says as follows, Asher Gazal, we learn from there, that the halach of Chaymish is only if Ruvain stole, Ruvain swore falsely and was moida, Ruvain has to pay Karen Chaymish. But if Ruvain's son is now the Baldavar, because Ruvain died, Ruvain's son is not going to have to pay a Chaymish for a that happened by Ruvain's father. And the Brysa now picks up from that note. That's the ratio of the Brysa. That's Chasur and Machzor, that the Gemara didn't quote. I could have argued that when is it that the son doesn't pay a Chaymish on the Gezel of his father? That's Bizman Nishba. That could be his only word. There was no Shvur. He didn't swear falsely. His father didn't swear falsely. Who, or maybe with a father swore falsely, or he swore falsely. How do you know that there's no chaymesh al-gzelas aviv to the son? Even when the father swore falsely and the son swore falsely, meaning not only did the father swear that he didn't steal, but the son, who to a degree can yarshin the liabilities of his father is also swearing. I don't have anything. No, my father never stole. So how do you know if both of them swore? Still there's a halacha that a son never pays Karen v'chaymesh for the gzeil of his father. Talmud Leimar. It's learned that from a pasuk. It says Asher Gazal Asher Oshak for Huloi Gazal Huloi Oshak. The one paying the chaymesh has to be the Gazal and the Oshak. It means that over here the father is the one that stole. He's not the one that stole. There's not going to be a halacha of Karen v'chaymesh. Either way, what do you see from here? You see that the Yarshim do not pay chaymesh. It's a steer to what we said. We just brought a brayso that Yarshim Mishalmin Karen v'chaymesh Upturim and Oshim that the Yarshim do have to pay the 
Chaimesh. You see him before it's a price. The price says Asher Gazal, Asher Ashak. Only the one who stole is the one that pays. The Chaimesh, I'm Rav Nachman. So Rav Nachman said, like Kasha. It could be it's not a steer. Kancha Hoida, Kancha Hoida. It could be the chilik between the two prices is totally in whether the father was ever Moida or the father wasn't Moida. When the father was Moida while he was alive, then it was Chal, a real Chiyuv, Karen Vachaymesh. So then, even though he died, the sons are going to pay the Chaymesh. That's the first price. The price that says the sons don't pay is talking about where the father swore falsely, but he was never Moida. So if the father was never Moida, it's in that case that you're not going to pay your father's obligation. But the Gemara says, if the father was never moida, then how do we know to even be mechaev and karen? The case always is, where he denied, he swore falsely, and then he himself, is vadu as he walked into Bezid and he was moida. So to the extent that he wasn't moida, then there should be no chiv karen either. Now, how do you know there's a chiv karen? Maybe in the Brisa where he doesn't pay chaymish, he doesn't pay karen either. Right? We didn't say anything about the karen. We're talking about the chaymish. The first Brisa said you do pay karen v'chaymish. We're discussing the second Brisa that says you don't pay chaymish. You know what? You don't pay chaymish when the father wasn't married. Maybe in that Brisa you don't pay the karen either. Number one, the whole Brisa is mashma that way. Because if there's a nidin in the Brisa, yeah, chaymish, no chaymish, it sounds like Karen, for sure. Mi ikra din. There is some chiyuv over here. We're treating you now as Asham gizelos. The question is, chaymesh or no chaymesh? Not just that. Tanya, it's on furisha brisa. That same brisa, that same ambiguous brisa. When does a son pay Karen for the gezel of his father? I could have thought, maybe that's only if they both swore. Or or at least one of them swore. How do you know that if none of them swore, so you pay it says, and yesh Talmud, that's the punchline. That's how I know that you pay Karen. So before we go right, the Vyasa Rafuna Bukamala Hashmaita. Rafuna said over this Braisa, Omali Rabbi Bray, Sarabba Bar Rafuna, Rafuna's son was sitting there. He told him, How do how do you what did you mean when you said Yesh Talmud? Yesh Talmud Kamar? Did you mean to say that it says Gzela Oishik Avedu Pakodin and Yesh Talmud is a drusha? Yesh Talmud. There's a drusha from these words that teach me that the son does pay Karen. Or Yesh Talmud Kamar. He just meant that you have to pay it. Miswara. It's not a drusha. So he told him back, Yesh Talmud Ko. Amina, I meant not Miswara. I meant that there's a drasha. What's the drasha? Mirbuy the Kroy. It's learned out from some sort of report. Either way, it's a brisa mefureshes that the son pays Karen. Now, if you're going to tell me that you don't pay Chaymesh when there was no Haida, if there was no Haida, there should be no Chi of Karen. If there's a Chi of Karen, it must be there was a Haida. If there was a Haida, then we're back to the steerer that we have. If Somebody steals, he swears that he didn't steal, and then he was moida. You have two prices. One price says they have to pay Karen v'chaymesh. Another price says that the Yarshim do not pay Karen v'chaymesh. The Gemara said that the Chilak is, one is talking about where he was hoida, the other one was talking about where he was loy hoida. The problem is, if the price that says that the Yarshim don't pay chaymesh is talking about where the father wasn't moida, if he wasn't moida, he shouldn't be chayv Karen. And again, how do I know he's chayv Karen? Number one, from the fact that there's a discussion about chaymesh, Zaysay Meris, he's at the very least. And number two, number two, it's a mafurisha brisa. Vadai nani yomer. The brisa says that he pays Karen. Amri says the Gemara elamai loy hoida. What does it mean loy hoida? That the son doesn't have to pay chaimish loy hoida aviv v'hoida benai. Meaning, if there was loy hoida at all, the father was not moida when he was alive, and even the son now is not being moida that the father stole. Then you can't be mechayiv and Karen. 
The Brysa clearly is Mavur that the son will be Chayv Karen when it was Loyhoida. You know why? Because only the father wasn't Loyhoida. The son wasn't Loyhoida. So if the father was Loyhoida, that's the Brysa that says the Yarshim not even going to be Chayv Chaymish. There was a regular Chiyuv Karen Bechaymish that was Chal when the father was alive. The father dies. The Yarshim inherit the father's Chiyuv of Karen Bechaymish. If the father wasn't Moida, then the sons will never be Chayiv, Karen V'Chaymish, because they need the father's Hoida in order for there to be a Chayiv Chaymish. If, however, the sons themselves are Moida, so at the very least, what we're going to walk away with is a Chayiv Karen, Mechitesi, how do you know that the sons could be Chayiv Karen for the father's Gezela. So for that, we have that second half of the Brysa. Yesh Talmud, or is it a Svara? Yesh Talmud, Kamamar. But either way, that's the Halacha. That's where it's going to be in again, that there's going to be a Chiyav Karen, but there's not going to be a Chiyav Chaymish. Right, the Gemara, then Chayav Bnoi Chaymish, Ashfur Didei. Now, we said earlier that even if the son swears, the Halacha is, that was the first Brysa, the first Adayin Aniyamah that the Gemara brought, that even if the son swears, the son doesn't pay Karen V'chaymish, because the father's the one that stole. Fake the Gemara, a new kasha. The halacha of Hashem Gezela, as we saw, has nothing to do with Gezela. Any time somebody goes over to somebody else, Reuven goes over to Shimon, and Reuven says, to Shimon, Why? You stole. Or, I sold something to you, you owe me money. Or you found my Aveda, with halacha is Chayv Lahachris, and you didn't give it to me. I want my Aveda. <laughs> to the extent that he denies... Swears is moida the zaloch of Karen Bechemish. Karen Bechemish is not unique to a Maisa Gazela. It's a fake to Gemara Kasha that to the extent that the father stole, now the son Yarshin the Gazela, the son Bechura has an obligation to return the Gazela that his father stole. So let's forget the father for a moment. Right now the son has an obligation. If the son has an obligation and he swears that he doesn't have an obligation, and then he's moida that, he obli- that he does have an obligation, so it should be a regular Asham Gazela between the Nigzal and the son. Get the father now. So why did the Bryce say that even when the father swears, when the son swears, that lochi is you're never going to pay chaymish al gzelas aviv to the extent that the son swore and he was moida. We had to say that he was moida because otherwise it wouldn't be chayv karen. So it's a regular nishba the mitzad the ben. So why shouldn't you be chayv asham gzelos mitzad the ben? That's gemara's kasha amri and for the gemara bikshen gzelos kayemes. It's talking about where the gzelo that the son is swearing and being moida about wasn't in existence, meaning. If it was around, then Hintaku would have a chiv to pay Mitzad the fact that he yarshin the liability from his father. So right now, the nitva, the nigzah that comes over to the son and says, your father stole from me, there's a real memoini gabach, the shvu and the hoidot now includes him into the parish of the Kishan Gezelis. But if in but if the gzela is not here, now the son has no chiv. If the son has no chiv, then there's no Hashem gzelas. But the Gemara says, if you change right? So then, then you shouldn't be chayv karen. Says the Gemara, Leitzricha, the Ikach Rais. It's talking about where the son or the father had taken upon a of some sort. He had nechasim that were mishubed to this chayv. So even though the gzela itself is not around, but being that there were achrayis nechasim, there was karka or something that the nigzal had a lean on while the father was alive. It's for that reason that even though right now the gzela is not kayemes, still the children are going to be obligated to pay. The Gemara will clarify this in a moment. Since when does make a difference? The bottom line is the actual chiyuv is not something that was ever documented. 
Why, do, why did the father owe money? Because he stole. That's not a documented transaction, right? So, my hobby, no valpehu. So you have to look at it as a milvapeh. Milvapeh in a gave a lemon a yarshin for lemon a lekuches. Amri. So the Gemara said the shama bedin. It's talking about when it was already a hamada bedin. So mean that there was a hamada bedin. Bezin already paskin that the father owes the money. That's why even though the gzeil is not kayemes, but at the very least there's going to be a chiyav karen. Ibe shama bedin. So then that's the kasha. I feel ochay mishnami mishalim. So we're not accomplishing anything. Vamadavshach to the extent that the son has an obligation. Now he swore and he was moida. So there should be a sham gzeil. You're going to come up with an Akimto. We're in Akzela Kayemes. There's no Achrayis Nechasim. There's no Amada Bedin. Then you shouldn't be Chayiv Karen either. How are you splitting? How are you bifurcating the Karen and the Chemish? That's what the Gemara can't figure out. Amar Avuna, Brader Av Yeshua. And the Fisha Ein Meshalmin Chaymesh Al Kfiras Shibut Karkai. Says the Gemara, it's talking about we're really, there is a Chayiv. There was Achrayis Nechasim. I mean, there's Achrayis Nechasim. It's for that reason you're going to be Chayiv to pay. The carrot, because the sons yarshin the liability from the father. Children don't only yarshin assets, they yarshin liabilities as well, as a gate sometimes. If there was a Christ nechosim, milva b'shtan, milva peh, there's a whole bunch of different halachas, but sometimes it could yarshin a peckle of chayvis. That's the way it works. The cash is, to the extent that there's a mamoyni gabach, why are you not chayav hasham gizelis mitzad the ben? The teretz is, the fishayin mishalm and chaymish, al-tfir shiver kakois. Being that this was a chayv, that Bezdin already had Paskin while the father was alive, the son, or the father, while he was alive, had to pay. It has a din of Shibut Karkois, because the person's karka is now Meshubit to pay this chayv. Ein Nishbon, Al-Kfir Shibut Karkois, the Shvur is Nishkain Shvur, the million of the Pasha of Sham Gezeilois. So the Chiv Karen that you do have, but the Shvur, to create an Asham Gezeilois, Mitzad, the Kfir the shvua and the hoida of the band that you're not going to have. Rava, my Rava says, Achum Ha'eskina, we're talking about, it's talking about where the son swore, but he didn't really know. Meaning the father had this chayv of the fact that he was a gazlan. As a result, he owed money to the nigzal. It was documented somewhere. He had it in a shtar, but the son didn't have access to the shtar. The shtaris that the father had outstanding was Mufkedes Biyadacherim. Somebody else had it. So he didn't even know about it. Karen, Meshalom Do Yisa. So the he has to pay to Karen because when he finds out about it, he becomes aware that he's not as wealthy as he thought he is. He now has this obligation. He has to pay up his father's chay. But Chaymish, Meshalom, you can't be Mechayim in the Chaymish. The Chayeshtaba, Bekushto Eshtaba, because when he swore, he wasn't swearing falsely. The Lai Yada, because he didn't know. Either way, that concludes this part of the daf. I'd love to say the more difficult part of the daf, but every gemara, every sugya is a, is a real avodah. Either way, just one ha'ar. So we had over here a, a sugya about a man who is obligated to pay the keren chaymish and the yashon mitzad the parash of Hashem and then he dies. And now the son comes into the place of his father. Does he pay the Karen Chaymish and Asham? Does he not pay the Karen Chaymish and Asham? He had a steering between two prices. Yeah, Chaymish, no Chaymish. But one thing is clear. Even the Brysa that says that the Yarsham have to pay the Chaymish, the Brysa said they pay Karen, Chaymish, Uptur, and Asham. But the Asham they don't pay. Why? Zabdrashi, Dibra, Masko. Uptur, and Asham, and Afkuftal, Domit Beis, Domesu, Bailov. Because the father already died. And I'm going to skip the next line. The Asham Kaparahu, because the carbon Asham is brought for Kaparahu, the Lav Mamainu, the Enkaparahu Mesim. Says Rashi, 
dead person doesn't need kapara. When you're alive, you need kapara. But once you're dead, it's too late. In kapara lemesim. After you die, you're going to get kapara. So it's for that reason, says Rashi, there's a fundamental flaw with applying an asham to a person that's not alive. Rashi says there's no kapara lemesim, which is a dover tamua, because people do things all the time. They do mitzvahs, they give tzedakah, alias neshama. What happened to an alias neshama? Vos made Rashi when Rashi says, in kapara lemesim. So one thing that comes to mind, we mentioned this on Shabbos, that's Mechmeichel, and that is, we spoke at a Meir Diga Meshachachma. Rameh Simcha says that, we're familiar with the story with Shal. Shal HaMelech goes to the Balas, Oiv, and she's not sure, he's not sure, should he fight the Plishim, should he not fight the Plishim, he goes first to the Urim Vatumim, he's not sure what to do. So he decides that he's going to call down his Rebbe Shmuel, and Shmuel is going to tell him what he's supposed to do. So he goes to the Balas, Oiv, the Balas, Oiv brings Shmuel's Neshama, and the Pasik says that Shmuel comes, and Shmuel's very nervous, he's very afraid. Why was he nervous? Why was he afraid? Because he was about to, he thought that he was being summoned to Bezdin to have to give Din V'Cheshbin for his life. And as a result, he was afraid. The Gemara says, Rabbi Yechon, like Rabbi Yechon, come to this passage, he would cry. He said, Shmuel Hanavi, who was Shakul Kenegad Moshe and Aharon, he was afraid to give Din V'Cheshbin to Kaddish Baruch Hu. Us, what are we going to say? How afraid must we be for that moment where one day we're going to have to stand in front of the Kisah HaKovet and we're going to have to give Din V'Cheshbin. May Simcha Meshachachma says that if you make a Cheshbin, if you do the back of the envelope arithmetic, it's clear that Shmuel HaNavi had not just passed away. Shmuel had passed away a long time ago. What was Shmuel worried about? He had his Din V'Cheshbin already. So why would he have thought that right now he's being summoned into the Bezim Shomayla to have to give Din V'Cheshbin? Says Rameh Simcha, a Dover Nifla. He says that the Gemara says in Masech Shabbos, Kolo Eimer Bnei Shmuel Chato, Eino Yalataya. Shmuel's sons were somewhat questionable to the point that if you read the Pesukim, it sounds like they were Chaitim. Chazal say, Kolo Eimer Bnei Shmuel Chato, Kolo Eimer Bnei Eili Chato, Kolo Eimer Ruven Chato, Kolo Eimer David Chato, Shloimer Chato, there's a whole list of people that based on the Pshut HaShemikr, it sounds like we're perhaps Chaitim on some level. Chazal said, Eino Yalataya, you're making a mistake. But Shmuel's sons apparently were somewhat questionable. Says Rameh Simcha, Shmuel knew that about his sons, and he was concerned that maybe the reason they're calling him into the Bezin Shalmaila now to give them Vecheshbin is not for what he did, it's for what his children are doing. And being that he raised his children, he was responsible for what his children do either good or bad, and as a result, maybe he's going to have to give din v'cheshbin, bad din v'cheshbin, for what his children are doing. And that's why he was afraid. The point is, is that a person, even after he dies, he has a hemshech. He continues, Sadikim bim yusasam kriyim chayim. Chazal say, why? Because even after they die, their hashpa, their influence, continues to live on, and as a result, they're still accomplishing things. But either way, we have a rashi, a very difficult rashi, in kapar l'meisim. You have to reconcile it, not just with this meshachach, but you have to reconcile it, really, Really, with a lot of things that we take for granted. The concept of Yiskar, the concept of Yartzeit, these are all ideas that are related to the Kapar Lomais and Tzorich Bir Divrei Rashi. Zoch de Gemara So the Mishnah said, Chutz Mishav So the halacha is that the only time Hagoizel Es Chaveroi, we don't turn down an opportunity to speak at a but only if there's an outstanding principle. But if you paid the Karen, or the Nigzal was Moichel the Karen, and the Nidin over here now is not the Karen, the Nidin is the Chaymish, then you don't have that Allah. Not just that. Even if there's outstanding Karen, but the outstanding Karen is Pachas Mishava Pruta, so the Allah is that the Pachas Mishava Pruta of Karen, you don't have to go Limadai. The only time it's true that if 
Shift is less than a Shavapruta of Karen. You don't have to go to Madai. That's if you don't have the actual thing that you stole. The Chayfetz HaNigzal is not what you have. What you have is a of Mum. If the Chi of Mammon is less than a Shavar Pruta, for that you don't have the Allah of Yelichenu Achrav Lamadi. Avul Gzelik Tayemes, but let's say the thing that you stole exists, Sarach Leilich Achrav. Then you do have to go Lamadi. Why? It's less than a Shavar Pruta. What's the difference if it's the Chayfetz or not the Chayfetz? Now, in Halacha, there is a big difference if the Chayfetz is Kayim or if the Chayfetz is not Kayim. What's the difference? If the Chayfetz is Kayim, there's a mitzvah of a Heshavis like Zeil Ashagazal. The chevet is not kind. There's no mitzvah of the heishav es like gazal anymore. What there is is a chiv dom. It's very meduik in the Rambam in the beginning of Hilchas gzelav aveda. We spoke this out when we learned Parak Meruba. The Rambam says you never get malchus for being over the isolated zigzal. Says the Rambam, he divides it into two groups. When the gzel is kayemes, it's because it's a lav shenitik lasei. You have the asei of the heishav es like gazal. When the gzel is not kayemes, the Rambam says because it's a lav. Shenitain lehashavim the tashlumen. In other words, it's because of a different reason. Why did the Rambam say it's because it's the regular classic lav shenitik lasei? It's mavur the chreinu amadayik in the Rambam. The only time you makayim the mitzvah of the heishav is like gazal is if the gzeil is kayemes. If the gzeil is not kayemes, you can't. Additionally, when the gzeil is kayemes, it doesn't matter if it goes up or down in value. Even if it becomes chamit shavur all of a pesach, it's isuri ano. You could always say reish alach lefanecha. It doesn't matter what it's worth. You could always give it back when the gzeil is not. Then you have the halacha of kol gazlodim mishalmin kishasa gzela. So then you would have to pay based on what the gzela was worth at the time. But as it relates to this halacha of if you do have the parasha of yoylichenu acher of lamadai, don't have yoylichenu acher of lamadai. Depending on if it's pachas mishavar pruta, the gemara doesn't understand what should be the difference if the gzela is kayemes and you have a chiyuv heishav as a gzela, or if it's not kayemes and all you have is a chiyuv tashlumen. What should be the difference? The teretz is chayshinon shemetiyakre. The chiyuv is very simple. When the gzela is kayemes, so the chiyuv is always going to be to return the chayfes. What if the chayfes goes up in value? What if it's now worth the shavar pruta? So now. It's going to come out that you do have a shavu pruta of this. Even though right now you don't have a shavu pruta of the nigzal, but that could change. That's subject to change. Could be the thing that you have is price is going to go up. When it's a chiyav dom, and now you're locked into a price of pachas mishavu pruta. If you're locked in, that can never change because kol gazlonim mishavu mishas hazelo. Then you're not going to have an issue. Either way, that was what Rapapa said. The only time it's true that pachas mishavu pruta makes a difference is if the gzel is not kayemes. But if the gzel is kayemes, chayshin hashem etiak. Ikadami amir Rapapa. Loishna, some had a different gear. Loishna, gzeilu kayemes. Veloishna, she'en gzeilu kayemes. In it's arach leilu kayemes. But not for your reason. L'shemetiyakir loichashina. Meaning, everybody seems to think that there's a svar of shemetiyakir. The question is merely whether chayshinon or loichashinon. Oh, my rava. Gazal shalosh agudois, veshalosh prutois. If somebody steals three agudois, they were worth three prutois. Vehuzlu, after he stole them, they went down in value. The Sholish Agudas are banned. So his Chiyav Ahechev is like Zeil is to return the three Agudas. They're now worth two Agud, two Prutas. If he returns two of the Agudas, and now he has the one Aguda left, what's unique is that that one Aguda was worth a Pruta at the time that you stole it. Because at the time that you stole the Agudas, three Agudas were worth three Prutas, but they went down in value. Whereas originally an aguda was worth a pruta, now an aguda is worth two thirds of a pruta. It's three agudas that are worth two prutas. The halach is chayev You're still going to have to give it back, and the reason is it's grandfathered in. Even though ordinarily you don't have to return something that you stole 
when the Dover Hanigzal is worth less than a pruta. But being that it was worth a pruta at the time that you stole it, even though now it was Huzlu, the Umdu Al Pachas Meshava Pruta, still you're going to have to pay it. Now, through Shayna speak out that Rash, that the Gemara could have been more posh. The Gemara could have said, if somebody stole an Aguda, it was worth a pruta, and now it's worth less than a pruta. Why do you need a case? But there were three prutas, now each one is with two thirds. So the Teretz is, is because Rav is saying a Chiddush Al Gav Chiddush. Number one, we look at the price as it was, but even more, even though here you already were Mekayim of Mitzvahs Veheshev Akzei Lasher Gazal with what you stole. Because when you returned two of them, at the very least, you were Mekayim of Mitzvahs Hashavah with that. So Solkatai Techamino, you already did Epis Vasa Hashavah, maybe you shouldn't be Mekayim, you shouldn't be Chayim to return the third one. It's worth less than a Pruta, and you already have some Veheshev Akzei Lasher Gazal over here. The halacha is still chayv lahachzul yacheres. The tano tuna. Rav and Amir said this, but if you have a raya from a mishnah gazal chomis for avolav pesach, somebody steals chomis for avolav pesach. The halacha that we just mentioned, oy maloi. The gazan can tell the nixal harish loch levanecha. The hosta than chomis. Even though when you stole it, it was worth something. Now it's not worth anything. It doesn't matter. It says the gemara time, but the isa bein. Reason he could do it is because the chomis is bein, so he can go over to him and he can say take it. How less? What would be if the chomis wouldn't be around? What does it sound like from this halacha? Even though right now it's not worth anything, but keeping it being that it was once worth something, you'd still have to pay. Here too, even though right now it's not worth a pruta, being that it was worth a pruta originally, you would have to pay. A similar halacha. What if somebody steals two agudas and they're worth a pruta? So each aguda is worth a half a pruta. So what's the halacha? You'd have to turn the two prutas. What this gazan did was he returned one of them. Now when he returned one of them, he returned a half a pruta. He has a balance of a half a pruta. What's the shayla ma'u? Me amrina, do we say Right now, you only have a chatsi pruta. Being that you only have a chatsi pruta, that's not gzela, that's mechaev, the heshev, es gzela ashagazal. So perhaps you don't have a chiv ashava now to give the other chatsi pruta. So what you did was clever. You put yourself in a situation where you actually don't have to return the whole thing. You would have had to return the whole pruta. But now that I returned the half a pruta, so now I don't have the share anymore. I don't have the share anymore. Maybe I don't have to return the other half a pruta. You had a good Jewish lawyer. Oh, you did more, perhaps? No. You stole it. You had a chi of pruta. You can't go now, pay less than a pruta, so that you shouldn't have to pay the other half a pruta. So the Gemara says, Hoder Pashto. After Rava cleared the Shaila, he was Pashto the Shaila. Rava said, Gzela Enkan. You don't have Gzela anymore. And as a result, Hashava Enkan. There's no hashava either. But the Gemara says, he's contradicting himself. If there's no gzela, meaning because I now only have less than a pruta, which is not a sheer v'heshev as a gzela hashagazel, then hashava yeshkan. That means, I was mekayim hashava. You're right. Hachikam. Even though when I return a chatzit pruta, I don't have a sheer v'heshev anymore, but mitzvah hashava inkan. I also was mekayim mitzvah hashava, and I do have an obligation to be mekayim mitzvah hashava, so I have to go be mekayim my mitzvah hashava right now. Just one ha'ara before we go weiter. So the halach is, clearly, that's this Gemara that we just learned, that there's no chiyav, the heishiv es hagzela asher gazal, when the dover hanigzal is worth less than a shavarput. And the truth is, the Gemara Masech the Sanhedrin, Daphne Zayin and Aleph, is a very important Rashi there, but Sanhedrin and Zayin and Aleph is mavur, that the 
Isr loy sigzoil, meikradin, you're not over if you steal less than a shavapruta. So if somebody steals less than a shavapruta, meikradin is not over the Isr. And the reason is because we're makish to Isr loy sigzoil to the mitzvah of the Heshav as Exeilat And being that there's no Chiyav Ashava on a Pachas Mishavapruta, it's for that reason there's going to be no loy sigzoil on a Pachas Mishavapruta either. And the Emma says, it's the first halach in the Rambam and Hilchas Gneva, and it's the first halacha in the Rambam in Hilchas Gzeilah. Hilchas Gneva, Perek Aleph, Halacha Aleph. Cholagoy nev momoin, Mishava Pruta, Umailo, Oivra, Loisase, Shenemar, Loisignoivovin. Loikin Alabze, Vechulu Vechulu. The Rabbim starts his Hilchas Gzeilah in the same exact way. The Rabbim says, Cholha Goizel Eschaveiro, Shava Pruta, However, if you look at the Rambam, Halacha Beis, both in Hilchas Gneva and Hilchas Gzeva Aveda, you see it's not so posh. It says the Rambam, Oser Lignev Kol Shehu Din Teira. You now let us steal even a Kol Shehu, Hilchas Gzeva, V'Oser Lignev Kol Shehu Din Teira. Why? So the Maga Mishnah explains it in Hilchas Gneva. Says the Maga Mishnah, you know why? Because we pass it like Rabbi Yechanan. Rabbi Yechanan Masech, this Yuma Dafa and Gimel on the Beis, as quoted throughout Shas, that Chatsi Shir, so it's true that the halacha is that you only chayv if you steal a pruta, but there's something called a chatzishir. And chatzishir is awesome in our So if chatzishir is awesome in our even if you steal a koshu, even if you didn't steal the shir, still the halacha is that you're going to be chayv. And the truth is that this Magid Mishnah is not so poshit, because there's a chacham tzvi that Ben Cheskhenich quotes throughout his chibor that said that the whole halacha of chatzishir awesome in our was said, dafke by shiure achilo. So reif shiure achilo is bekezayis. So if somebody would eat nevelo pachas mikezayis, or he'd eat chazer pachas mikezayis, so then you would have the halacha of chatzishir but when it comes to other shiure hatayra, whatever the shir might be, you don't have the halacha of chatsi shir asmanatayra. And the precedence, the makar to the chacham tzvi, is the fact that the Gemara said that Rabbi Yochanan learned his halacha from a pasuk. Tadro bnei Yisrael leimar kol chelav shor vechesev ve'ez loisay chelu kol chelav. It could have said chelav. I mean, kol chelav, kol rabbis. I feel a pachas mikashir. I feel a chatzishir. So, being that the whole makar to the chatzishir asmanatayr is from an israchilo, it's in the parasha of machalos asurois. Said the chacham tzvi, the only time you have chatzishir asmanatayr is dafka by machalos asurois. But the emphasis in the chaschinuch has a gavaldig kasha that he always asks on the chacham tzvi, and that's from a Rashi in the sechter shabbos perek halgadol davayin dalar malale. It's in the sugi of Bayer. The sugi of Bayer in shas is one blot. It's Shabbos, it's a Shver Simon of Shulchan Aruch, but it's one daf in Daf Yomi land, it's about 45 minutes. That's the whole sugi of Bayer. It's Shabbos, Daf Ayin Dalad Amad Aleph. And the Gemara over there is discussing if someone did Bayer Pachas Mikashir. So Mara says, Bayer Pachas Mikashir? Shouldn't be any different than baking on Shabbos Pachas Mikashir. Okay, and what happens if you bake on Shabbos Pachas Mikashir? Says Rashi, Nihidachi of Chatas Leko, even though you're not going to be Chayav Chatas, but Isura Miyoiko, the Kaimalon, Chatzishir Asim and Atayra, but Perik Basra the Yuma. So Rashi says Mufurish that if you bake on Shabbos Pachas Mikashir, or if you do Boyer Pachas Mikashir, you'd be over the Halach of Chatzishir Asim and Atayra. So you see from Rashi, the Chatzishir Asim and Atayra is Lav Dafko by Shiure Achilo. Either way, you have a Magid Mishnah. The Magid Mishnah says, when the Rambam says that if somebody steals, Gan of Gazlan, Pachas Megashir, you're over, what does it mean? You're over like Sigzol, you're over like Signoif. Chatzishir. Chatzishir is also in Atayra. Mechaschinach in two places. Mechaschinach in Reish Chav Dalit. And Mechaschinach in Mitzvah Lamit Ches. The Mechaschinach says a Dov He says, Lule de Mistafino. I would say that it could be when the Rambam says that you're over 
even when you steal pachas and it didn't mean loy signav and loy sigzal. Maybe it didn't mean chatzishir. What then did the Rambam mean? Fast forward to the end of Perigal of Hilchas Gzela Vaveda. The Rambam over there is talking about the Isra Leisachmoid, one of the Ten Commandments, and the Isra of Leisasava, which is mentioned in the Aseris Adibris in Parashas Veschanan. It's not mentioned in the Aseris Adibris in Parashas Yisra. The Rambam over there concludes. And the Rambam says as follows You learn from here. This is not the sugi of Leisachmet. So we'll get to our punchline. Shamisava, if somebody has a taiva for somebody else's thing, so somebody has something really nice, and you want it, you're coveting, you desire it. You're over Leisachmet. That kind of and if you'd buy the thing that you want, beheftzer shehivzer bebailim, over b'shnei lavin. You'd be over Leisachmet as well. This is the famous Rambam Shita, where the Rambam says that the only time you're over Leisachmet is if you do something about it. So if your friend has something as you want it, you're not over Leisachmet. You overlay sesava. The only time you overlay sachmay is if you buy, you force the person to give it to you. Then you overlay sachmay. Either way, if there's something that your friend has, you really like it, you like it so much that you drive the person crazy until he sells it to you, says the Rambam, you're over to lavin, you're over loisachmoid, and you're over loisasava. Says the Rambam, the in gazal, so you know what comes out? Let's say you steal something, let's say if it's over b'shleisha lavin, you're going to be over three lavin. Now you have loisasava, because every gazlin was over loisasava, loisachmoid, because you did something about it, and loisigza, because you're a gazlin oichet, on top of all of that. Says the Mechazchinach, when the Rambam says that if somebody steals pachas mishav He's over in Isatira. It could be he didn't mean you're over Leisigzo. Leisigzo maybe needs pruta, like the Rambam starts in Silchus Gzelo. Like he starts in Silchus Geneva. Vos meant the Rambam. The Rambam meant you're over Leisisava. You're over Leisachmoid. That, says the Mechaschino, could be has nothing to do with Allah Pruta. And the Mechaschino says Zilbas is far. Because why is Leisigzo Tafkeshava Pruta? Because the Chiyah, the Heshav, the Gazal is Dafke Shavaputa. And why is the Heshav, the Gazal, Shavaputa, says the Gemara in Sanhedrin? Because Pachas of Shavaputa people are Michael. It's Nitin Lamechila. So it's Nitin Lamechila, you don't have to return. You don't have to return something that somebody was already Michael. Once he's Michael, it's yours. So you don't have an obligation anymore to give it back. That's all Svaras in Gzela. But when it comes to Lysachmed and Lysasava, what's Mechila have to do with anything? So Mechila has nothing to do with anything. Says the Mechazchinov, it could be Lule Divrei Amagin Mishnah. That's all. It could be that's all that. The Rambam meant when he said that you're going to be over even by a culture. However, the Mechaschinoch in Mitzvah Lamed Ches says that it's not so partial what he's saying. Why is it not so partial what he's saying? Because the truth is that even though the Svara of Pruta that applies for Lishigzo and the Heshev doesn't really pass for Lishisav and Lishachmoid, but there's a Klal Godel Batera. There's a very important Anytime you're discussing a halacha that relates to mamoin, so even though, says the Minchas Chinuch, I can make an argument, a very strong argument, that certainly has nothing to do with the svara of Mechila, but says the Minchas Chinuch, it's a cloud god, that anytime you have an iser that relates to money, it's always going to be the pruta. So based on that, says the Mechaz Chinuch, that even though you don't have the Svaras and Hedjim Zion, my Taina is not a Taina. If my Taina is not a Taina, it's for that reason, it's you talking that Pshan and the Rambam is what the Magi Mishnah said, that it's Al-Tzchatzi Shir, Asim in Atayr. For all my Rav, Ariyamru, we said, another Allah. So Rav said something interesting. Somebody stole the pruta, he returned the half of pruta, the question is, does he have a chiyav on the other half of pruta, or not? 
On the one hand, when he stole initially, there was a pruta. So it was chalachi of hashava on everything that he stole. But then again, now that he has a chatzi pruta, on a chatzi pruta, there is no chi of hashava. It's nitin la hashava. So how do we look at that? So that's what the Gemara said. Afal Even though he had a good chap, but still hashava enkan, it wasn't a kind of mitzvah hashava, meaning he has an obligation to return the other half of pruta. So the Gemara is going to bring other areas in Allah where Rav declared a similar nazir that has a mitzvah tiglachas at the end of his nazirus. So when a nazir completes his nazirus, he has a lot of mitzvahs. He has to bring karbonas, but one of the things he has to do is he has to shave all that hair on his head. So when he's a nazir, he's not allowed to touch his hair. When he completes his nazirus, he has a mitzvah tiglachas. Says Rava that what would be a nazir that shaved his head? The shayr shtei sairos, he left over two hairs, it's nothing. Shtei sairos is always a shir chashem when it comes to hair. So if there are two hairs on his head, it means he wasn't Mekayim B'smitzvah's What if there were two hairs left? So he wasn't Mekayim B'smitzvah's Tegach. Then he shaved off one of them. The Nashrach, and the last one fell out by itself. Now, what's the halacha? Was he Mekayim B'smitzvah's Tegachas? Or was he not Mekayim B'smitzvah's Tegachas? Similar to the previous Shailah. There's no way Rava ever cleared this Shailah. It's so posh. I know what the answer is. The answer is the value was Mekayim B'smitzvah's Tegachas. Why? Because if he would shave all his hairs minus one hair, he would be Mekayim. It's only minus two hairs that he was Mekayim B'smitzvah's He shaved the second to last hair. Now you're right, he did it a half hour later. So what? Does it say anywhere that a Nazar has to shave all the hairs on his head? Doesn't say that anywhere. So he shaved up to two. And then he shaved one. So he was shaved all his hairs. Elamai Rava Shaila is Hagufa? Could a Nazar be Mekayimus Teglachas by shaving the hairs on his head? There's no way that's what a Shaila was. Oh, Malays, you're right. So he told him the Shaila was in the reverse. Like where he shaved everything minus two hairs. And then afterwards, Nashar Achas, man. One of the hairs fell out. V'gilach achas. And then he shaved the last hair. What's the Shiloh? Miam rinon. Do we say, It sounds like at the end of the day, he did what he had to do. Oidoma could be no. Halav giluachu. This is not good. Why? Because The original tiglachas wasn't a tiglachas. Because he left over two sires. Being that he left over two sires, it wasn't a teglachas. And now when he shaved the last two ears, loy havi beisires, because he didn't shave both. He only shaved one. So zilhacha v'zilhacha, you don't have a teglachas. If you left over two ears and you shaved the first of the two that you left over, so then you shaved everything minus one. That's clearly a teglachas. But if you shaved everything minus two and then one fell out, so you didn't get your teglachas. <laughs> <laughs> because when you shaved everything, minus two, it wasn't a Teglachas. And then the last one was also not a Teglachas. That was Rav Shailah. Oh, the Pashta, Rav was Pashta the Shailah. And Rav said, Sar Enkan, Giluach Enkan. There's no here. <laughs> but he also wasn't Mikhail, it's Giluach. Faith the Gemara, Sar Enkan, Giluach what Rabbi meant to say was mitzvahs giluach enka. Meaning, even though the person has no hair, so it sounds like he got to where he had to get. I mean, if the point is to arrive to a certain place, he seems to have arrived there. However, giluach enka, this svar Rabbi's chap that zilhacha v'zilhacha, you don't have a teglachas. That's something. At the end of the day, it's not going to be considered a giluach. Just one interesting maramachim, and that is, there's a gevaldig from the Neid of Yehuda. We've spoken about many times, chuvas from the Neid of Yehuda and the Chassam Seifer, where shaving with a razor was a very big deal 
at the times of the Gedolim of the 18th, 19th century. We spoke out when we learned Masech Tzkitin many times, where the Chassam Sefer writes that it was one city by Mishul Nigro, and somebody brought a get in Medina Sayom, a tzarech sheyoyim ha'bafanai nechta v'bafanai nechta. And Rav Shul Nigro didn't want to trust the Eidos of the Shliach, based on the Ramah Shita, that anyone that's possible Eidos is also possible to be a, a Shliach lahilacha. And Rav Shul Nigro told the Chassam Sefer that everyone today is becheskas Russia. Nobody is really kashal Eidos. Before you trust anybody, you have to look into him. And the question was why? So the Chassam Sefer said that he heard somebody told him that the reason is because people were mavel beribis. So he writes the Chassam Sefer. I never even heard the word ribis come out of the mouths of people in Presburg. Who had money to be Malva Berivis? What he meant was people used to shave with razors. So shaving with razors was a very big deal. We've spoken out by Arichos. When we learned Mesechus my cotton, that's a long time ago. But we spoke out by Arichos, Gvaldi Yetruvus from Neid Behuda, where the Neid Behuda held Halacha Lameisra. Moshe relies on this in Igris Moshe. Ask your local rabbi, where even though we know you're not allowed to shave on Cholamoid, but the Neid Behuda, based on our Rabbeinu Tam, wanted to argue that it could be if somebody shaved before Yantif, he's allowed to shave on Cholamoid also. The Neidah Behuda said that he had this Chiddush in his Kashina for a very long time, but he was afraid to be Megalit. Why? He writes this in a tshuva. He said because here, he used to be Moicha, Keneged, all the Balabatim in Prague, where he was rough, because they used to shave on a razor. So this was one of his pet peeves. He would always shry at them that you have to understand the Halachas of Giluch. So he says, here, I'm the... Machmer when it comes to the laws of Giluach. And now I'm going to issue a Gavaldi Gakula. It was very inconsistent. He didn't feel that they'd be able to handle it. Let them work on the Dairaisis and then I'll give them good Kulas. But either way, Nebuda says, then he decided that he is going to be Megalit because Ujatsus Chayyabeth Seidai. They ended up shaving with razors on a whole Shuva from the night of Yehuda. But the bottom line is, this was a very hot topic, clearly at the time. So here's another interesting Shuva where if you understand the historical context, you could have a, you could have a better, uh, you could have a better appreciation for it. And that is the, Shoyal, who was one of the G'doylem at the time, sent to the Neid Yehuda, he has a chap, a way that people could be able to shave with razors. And again, it could be it was done in light of the fact that people didn't want to give up their shaver. They didn't want to take out the lift and cut. It's just not something they were willing to do. So if it's something that they weren't willing to do, so we have to be so he had an idea. His idea was, is take a misperayim, take a scissor, and cut it very, very close to your face. If you're going to cut it very, very close to your face, the amount that you're going to leave over is going to be so small that you can't cut it with a scissor anymore. Once it's that small that you can't cut it with a scissor, there's no iser giluach if you go ahead and shave it. And the shayl based it on a rambam and hilchas tumasaras and a rambam and hilchas para. So you have to be big talmud chacham to know these halachas. The rambam and hilchas tumasaras is discussing the simone sar in the halachas of Tzeras. And the Ram over there says that it has to be of a certain shear. What's the shear? You have to be able to cut it with a scissor. And the Ram in the halachas of Paraduma says the same thing. That the red has to be It's Rambam and Hilchas To shave with a scissor, that's not a problem. The problem is the razor will cut it so small that it's going to be like the Rambam's Lashon and Hilchis Para. Shakol Cyrus Eina Nitelis Bezug Hareu Keilu Eina. And once it's Keilu Eina, at that point, shave it with a razor. What's the big deal? You're not going to have an issue either way. The Neidah Behuda was not happy, and he says, "Befrat, there's no way people are going to know to cut it with a scissor close enough and not close enough, and this could bring to really big problems for people that otherwise would be machped on the Lach of Tar, but." 
he questions it. No, it's a whole truth over here where he's not. V'dvarev tamuen. Da'atu pachas mikashir za'enei roi ligiluach. But if it's a whole tshuva, uh, if you want to look it up inside, it's Yeridea Madura Tinyana Simen. Hey, either way, mamish dvarim neflam adlam. A little more gemara. V'omar rava. Another similar shayt. Re'yamru. Chavesh nikva v'sasmu asharim hitzilu. So the context over here is alocha in Mesechtas Ahas. It's machlikis. Rashi and Tosis. Rashi learns the gemara. It's talking about where there was a mace that's in an oil. This oil had two floors. So the halacha is that if there's a mace on the first floor, is it matama things that are on the second floor? It depends. If there's an aruba, if there's a window or an opening between the first and the second floor, so then it's matama. But if not, then it's not matama. The case here was where there was a chavis that was blocking the aruba that was there. So somebody died on the first floor. There are things on the second floor. There's an aruba, but the aruba is blocked by a chavis. The problem is the chavis itself has holes in it. But there was sediment of wine, let's say, that was in the chavis that's now plugging the holes in the chavis. So the question is, do we look at the chavis as if it's a plugged chavis? As a result, it protects what's on the second floor or not. So that loch is, It's What would be? If somebody had a hole, and he would go ahead and he would plug half the hole. To the point where now the hole that's remaining is Pachas Mikashir. So you had a hole that's big enough for it to be considered a hole, so that the Tumah can go from the first floor to the second floor. So you're not going to plug the whole hole. It's similar to paying the Chatsi Pruta. I'm just going to plug half the hole. Now there's going to be Pachas Mikashir. If it's Pachas Mikashir, maybe it can't go up anymore. Similar to the Shpruta Shaila and to the Nazir Shaila, that's why it's brought over here in this sugya. Isn't it a Mephurish Mishnah? The Tanan, we learned in the Mishnah. Where's this Mishnah? Isn't it Kalim Paragud Mishnah Fav, right? There was a Chavis that had a hole in it, and you plug the hole. Which Shmarin? That's Allah we just learned. What if you would put a branch there? So you didn't put, there's no sediment there, but there's a branch. Then the Allah is actually Marech. Being that a branch is very thin, it's narrow, so there's going to be creases around the zmeira. There's going to be parts that are going to have openings. So you have to close up all those openings. Let's say there's two branches. Still, you still have to do your thing. You have to close up the whole area. Time of the marach. It sounds like you have to close up the whole area. Putting the zmeira is not enough. Let this mirror itself close up at least part of it. And once it closes up part of it, it's Pachas Migashir, it's Pachas Migashir. There's no issue. Do you see that making Pachas is not enough? You have to plug the whole hole. Amri, hachi, hash the hosim over there, ilay marach lekoi, agavchetz, yabimidi. Loi marach lekoi. Over there, if you're not going to smear the surrounding area, this mirror doesn't have a kiyom. It's very fragile. So it's going to fall out, you're going to end up with nothing. But but if you're going to close up half of it with something real, that was Rav Hashanah. What it would be if you had a case of Hashem Gezelos? So this is a little closer to the original topic. You have an Hashem Gezelos, the person swore that I didn't steal. Then he was Maida. However, the Chafetz right now that he owes is Chomitz Sha'avra Olav HaPesach. And what's the halacha if you steal Chomitz, the Avra Olav HaPesach, you can give it back. Now he denied and swore falsely. So on the one hand, he's a goslin that swore falsely. But then again, what was he swearing about? He was swearing about nothing. Because the thing that he's denying, 
is Chomitsha of all of a Pesach, which really has no value. Now, it's true, you can be Mekayim and Mitzvah Hashava with Chomitsha of all of a Pesach, and you have a Chiv Hashava perhaps, but it's worthless. And being that it's worthless, maybe the Allah of Hashem Gezelis wasn't said, Bechai Gavim. Me, I mean, do we say, Kibbidi Mignav by Yishlumilei, Mamanikakafali? Says the Gemara, it could be that even if that's a good side, meaning now it's worth nothing, so maybe it doesn't pass Hashem Gezelis. But I'll tell you where it could be worth something. It's what we spoke at earlier in the Daf. What would be if it's stolen? What if you lose that Chayfetz? Hagazel. You would have to replace it. Being that you would have to replace it, even though it has no value, but there's a replacement value, right? Sometimes you have things that are worth $100, but if you had to replace it, it could be worth ten, It could cost $10,000 to replace. So now, Ba'ashir Shama doesn't have so much value, but there's a replacement cost. So can you take the replacement cost into consideration when determining the value of the underlying object? A very interesting Shiloh. Child for an accountant. So you say, right now, it's a garnish verd. It's after the amo. Or, being that if you didn't have it, like a dovra agarim lamamanaza, if you didn't have it, you would have to replace it, so maybe it does give it value. So maybe there should be a parasha of Hasham Gezelois, says the Gemara, Milsa, the Ibai lay the Rava, Pshita lay the Rava. Rava wasn't sure, but Rava's Rebbe. Rava was. Quite sure. Rabbah was Abaya and Rav's Rebbe. So Rabbah knew. Tama Rabbah, sure you're going to have to. If somebody goes up to Shem and he says, You stole my shark. Who I mean, he says, Well, you're going to have to. I don't know what you're talking about. Mativa Etzlacha. He says, What do you mean? You have my shark, right? You have my shark? Obviously, you stole it. He says, No, Shemichinam, Ani. No, I know I have your shark. I'm a Shemichinam. This is a Gazan that's a Lamban. I'm a Shemichinam. So the Allah is Chayef. If he swears and then he's Moida, he's going to be Chayef, the regular parish of Hashem Gazelis. Why? You'll tell me he didn't deny it. He didn't say it's mine. I'm asking it's yours. But, Sharei Potter asked By you saying that you're a Shem Rechinam, depending on how the events play out, you may have gotten yourself out of a situation. Because a Gazlan is Chayef, even anoints him. Gazlan has to return the Chayef. doesn't matter what happens to the Chayef, the Gazlan has to return it. A Shem Rechinam is Potter even from Gneva Vaveda. So, by you saying Shem Rechinam, even though you're not denying the Ikaratayna, you're admitting that it belongs to Pliny, but being that you're saying that I'm Potter in Gneva Vaveda, we are, based on the MS, you're a Goslin, you're chayving in Aveda, it's considered a kfira with a shvua and a hoida. You're going to have the parish of Hashem Gezelis. Same thing would be if you say, Shem Esacharani, all of chayv. Why? Even though you're chayving in Aveda, Shem Esacharani, all of chayv. Because you're potter from Einzin. Shoyelani, even then you're going to be chayv. Because even though a shoyel is chayv in Einzin like a Goslin, but Shem Esacharani, all of chayv. Alma, what do you see from him? Alma, what do you see from him? You see that even though right now he's not denying the Ikaratayna, but being that if something happens, it could come out that you were Kaifer, right now you're not being Kaifer anything. It's my Chayfetz. You're right, it's your Chayfetz. But I'm a Shemichinam, I'm a Shemichinam, I'm a Shemichinam. But you're saving yourself in the event of, so you see, you take in the event of, in quotations, into consideration. Here too, should have been a comma there somewhere. But either way, that's what the Gemara says. A milsa, the boy lay the rubber, pshita lay le rabba. One last Gemara. Yosef rabba, the couple of The rabba said over this halacha. This halacha of rabba. He said over. It says in the parish of Sham Gezeloys, the kichesh bar prat. It's coming to exclude the moida be Someone that's moida to ikir and he's just denying a prat. There is no parish of Hashem Gezeloys. 
Where do you see that? Gate said. Shayri ganafta. Ruvin goes over and says, "Oh my shop, where am I going ganafta?" I didn't sell. My tivasacha. If you didn't steal, why do you have it? At the mechertali, you sold it to me. At the nesatli bematana, you gave it to me as a gift. Avicha machli, your father sold it to me. Avicha nasimad, your father gave it to me as a gift. Achar parasi ratzmeelam, it just came by itself into my rishos. Toya bederech matasev, I found it. Drinks on the street. Meaning, if I'm moida to the ikur taina, you say it's yours, and I admit that it's yours, even though I have a different version of how the events <laughs> took place. It doesn't matter. You don't have that loch of Hashem Gazila. It's a cash on Rabba. Rabba wasn't sure. Rabba was quite sure. So the Gemara says, Eisvei Rav Amram le Rabba. Rabba. Asked Rabba from a, seems to be a Mephurish Abraisa. Says the Gemara, Amalese, he told him back, Tadura. Rashi says, Engleif. This cash loy michach mashalta zois. This is not such a good question. Because Kitanya he, you know what that case is talking about? The Kamalei Helach. It's talking about where he's returning it. He's giving it to him. He said, Nu du hasta. So being that he's giving it back to him, it's for that reason that you don't have the parish of Hashem Gazelis. Says the Gemara, Kikam, Mina, no, what am I talking about? The Kaima Ba'agam. Where was Ba'agam? Meaning once you say Helach, even if something happens to it afterwards, we'll see this more tomorrow. But once you say Helach, even if something happens to it afterwards, you gave it back. I'm not a Chroy for anything that happens. I mean that I'm not a Chroy for anything that happens. So at this point, it's all a moot point. There's no Kfira anymore. If it's Kaima Ba'agam, then until it comes to the Rishos, of the toiveya, he still has some sort of obligations. It comes out the kfir was of significance. If the kfir was of significance, that's Rabbi Zalocha, that even though he's being murdered to the Ikarataino and the kfir is only in the event of, still he's going to be chayat. Atta Macharthali, so the Gemara just clarifies this price, and then we'll conclude. Atta Macharthali, my murdered Iker, what was the murdered Iker? You stole it. The guy says, No, you sold it to me. You're a Goslin. There's nothing else. It's very simple. You're a Goslin. You're lying. You said that you sold it to me. Where's this time over here? Meaning, he's moida. There is a hoida over here. The hoida is, is I admit that I didn't pay for it. So that's the hoida. There's a hoida. I admit I'm a shtikola gazlin. But you saying that I was a gazlin? I took it for you at gunpoint. That's not what happened. I bought it for you. I grabbed a punk. Didn't pay for it. What's the moida be'ikr over there? You gave it to me as a gift, but it was a conditional gift. I told you that I would do something back. I didn't do that something back. The case where he found the Aveda. What's the time over there? Right again, he's a regular.